Hello world, we're big gay nerds, and welcome back to us playing Masks, A New Generation. So, uh, as usual, I am Owen, pronouns are he, him. I'm the founder and director of Big Gay Nerds, and the editor also, and uh, I am your master of ceremonies for this little game we've got. Uh, just getting it out of the way, uh, my spouse Levi will not be joining us for this recording session due to some technical difficulties. And obviously, you know, we're all looking forward to having him back and seeing what uh, character Luke Byrne has been up to in the meantime. I've been told it involves the library. Ooh, exciting. Uh, then, of course, joining us today, we have Joe. Hi, I'm Joe, also known as Jonix. Uh, pronouns are they, them. Um, I play Pate, who is, uh, the playbook The Bull. And, uh, we have Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, she, her. I play Juno, the Nova, the, the very explosive, very nervous member of the party, I suppose. <laughs> and Saturn. Hi, I'm Saturn, uh, they, them. You can find me at Celestial Mecca on Twitter. Uh, I'm playing Pippa, the brain, who is just a, a nasty little rapscallion. Uh, a, little, <laughs> a little scamp, perhaps. Um, just a uh, mischievous right. robot. I, I thought it was boy. really weird when they added the scamp playbook. <laughs> I, was, I was unconvinced, but you know what? You've really shown me the nuance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, when last we left... Uh, well, well, the last episode was kind of two main things. It was mostly uh, like establishing stuff that your characters have been up to in the little um, informal time skip we had, and then it was also a big throwdown against your uh, rivals. Maybe rivals is good. The alternatives. Um, that second part wasn't. Uh, that second part, I imagine, like what would hap What happened was you were probably at like your headquarters. And, like, making plans or something, or, like, getting lunch somewhere, and then someone was like, oh, no, there's a big house with chicken legs in the park, and you had to go deal with that, because you're superheroes. Yeah. And um, we were like, oh, no, this house with chicken legs has a bad taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so after that, you were more or less free to, like, get back to things that uh, matter more directly to you. Uh, we don't have to, like do an immediate like oh right after that mm -hmm. thing but it sounded like we were talking about this off air it sounded like sp that um juno and pippa had a very specific plan yeah it sounds like we had kind of overlapping desires or um kind of goals in mind so i thought maybe we could sort those out at the same time um, and we're finally going to resolve the tension that's been budding no, between these two characters for the last several <laughs> episodes, which is that which is that they both are really interested in what's happening at Asterion in the street. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, overla an overlapping interest in uh, comings and goings <laughs> of uh, just sort of uh, corporate espionage and things of that nature. <laughs> Yeah, so specifically, um, uh, Pippa recently planted, like, kind of a bug thing on um, the kind of a rat thing that broke into your <laughs> headquarters. The kind of the rat is thing is also same. what we call uh, Pippa sometimes. 
Wow. Okay. Wow. Really, just laying yeah. in. I, I guess. Um, I guess we're going to be down two cast members no, for this episode no. in a fucking minute. Sound of a gun cocking in the background. Uh, so, but but yeah, and so you found you found out that um, uh, that he actually has some uh, Asterian proprietary hardware that doesn't look like it was necessary stuff necessarily stuff he just gobbled up like everything else Mm -hmm. and also uh juno in asking around with some people back at asteria managed to find out that uh the person who made slash is pippa used to work there Mm -hmm. long time ago yeah so uh that has led you to to wanted to go snoop around and since um you had, and since Juno had promised to, like, you know, do a little, like, you know, testing over there, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, yeah, uh, you can do that in the meantime. Yeah. So there's gonna, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I figure the way that Juno, like, explains this to Pippa is, like, so I will go and do these tests and, um, <laughs> Basically be a diversion, because there's not a lot of people on my team, I guess. And most of them will be probably preoccupied with me. And um, (laughs) you might be able to snoop around in some of the computers while I'm preoccupied. And do you get a panel like Pippa just sort of like kind of silently, like, nodding, comprehending this plan before he just responds, well, I'm sure that'll go all according to the plan. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be cool. Don't worry about it. I'm not. Sounds great. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then Pate also has a little scheme in mind. However... From what we have discussed off screen, oh I kind of like the idea of cutting in on that without saying in advance what oh, it is. Oh, God, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, as a, <laughs> for, for the viewers at home, this knowledge is a mystery to Sarah and I yes. as well. So who, who the hell knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I like the idea of like as Pippa and Juno are like leaving, uh, leaving their headquarters... Juno like gets in the elevator with Pippa and is like, "Do you feel bad about leaving Pate alone?" <laughs> I'm sure she'll be fine. I mean, Luke's time? going to a library, and we're going to, to to the space company. Like, I can't imagine that she's gonna she would want to get in any trouble in either of these two environments. That's true. How much trouble could she possibly get into by herself? <laughs> <laughs> And then the elevator door slides closed. <laughs> and we get a reverse shot of, of Pate in the far background, barely visible, just sneering menacingly. <laughs> if it was a cartoon show, you'd hear like a like a da 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 like evil piano sting. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, we need we need to move forward with your thing. Yeah, before. No. Okay, absolutely, so. please. So, um, let's see. I think that the Asterian, like, research and development headquarters in Halcyon City 
Um, did we establish that it's in sort of the more uptown area, like the same place where like the Exemplars Tower is? Yeah. Or is it more off to its own thing? I think it's often like we kind of established once that there's a part of, of Halcyon that's like really new. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of in that like that part where it's it's it basically added on to the artificial island and built like oh, new okay. nice things there i think obviously because they needed a new hq um they decided to like put it there when they when the space was available so yeah okay it, it yeah. also make, i think it also makes sense for like the uh, stellar development research company to have some like waterfront property mm-hmm. or something where you have like mm. lots of space to test yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> you can launch rockets just into the Atlantic Ocean if at all possible. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes that makes sense. Okay, I like that. I don't have a name for this neighborhood just yet. I don't think we necessarily need one. We just get a shot of you guys like riding the train and you probably have to get off like a little early because the train line doesn't connect to it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we'll think we'll think of a different West Virginia town that that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, you know, I think this is, like, a place that has got a lot of, like, like campuses of various kinds, right. you know? Like, corporate campuses. There's probably some residential stuff, but they're, like, big fancy apartment blocks and that sort of thing. And I feel, I feel like it's have... the kind of thing where, like, you go down a road, and it's this, like, pretty small winding road, but its entire purpose is to just sort of be a business park for, like, all these colossal campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, and you've shown me, you've shown me an image of the sort of building, like, vibes you have. Do you want to, but as you, like, I presume on a bus or something like that, pull up to the Asterian headquarters, do you want to give me just, like, a quick, quick description of it? What does this place look like, especially, like, on the approach? Yeah, it's, um... The the thing that like always comes in my head lately, maybe it's because I've just been watching too much YouTube, is um it's very Epcot, mm. um not like the golf ball, but like what all the pavilions look like. These very like wide, pl- like white, um kind of futuristic looking buildings. This one kind of has a uh like a curved like the main building is like a curve that starts low and then kind of goes up in a like an angle like it's not a huge tower it's instead like a very wide angled building um i'm not mm. i don't know if i'm doing a great like a stair step style sort of building itself yeah yeah and it has this yeah. kind of like swoopy uh quality it almost makes me think of like if it was like a airport or a hotel in like anno 2070 or yes. something like that yeah, yeah, yeah like it's very like it's a little too modern for the area that that for like the world that we live in to mm-hmm. the point where it's still like you're not like oh this is the future but you're like oh this shouldn't exist for like 15 years still yeah it's very <laughs> this is a little too avant-garde it's very like speculative speculative futurism kind of building style um and out front gotcha. is like a is a a even more kind of sleek looking building that's part of probably like the um like the front offices, the showroom. Uh, I told Owen in in DMs. Um, I am positive they have a museum. Like they have a like an actual like the history of Asterion kind of museum that makes oh it, yeah for sure yeah. that makes it very uh, Epcot again. Um, mm-hmm. And it has like yeah. a very well manicured campus around it. Like it's. it's I was just saying, if you've been to um, 
what's it called cape canaveral mm-hmm. like that it literally is that like they have a museum there and all this other stuff and it's like it's also still the place where they launch all the rockets. yeah exactly yeah it's uh i was just thinking about cape canaveral and oh uh, like, yeah how like the the buildings just kind of rise up in on the horizon mm-hmm. like way before mm-hmm. you get there you just you just see like oh yeah that's the space center because it's like a big brick <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. extremely it's very spacey uh and it's it's brand yeah. new. It's a it's like I said, it's a brand new building because the original Halcyon HQ for Asterion was destroyed. Um, so this is this is like it just screams newness, and it's it's bright white. Ex- yeah, uh, so. mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and to give like a little context in like the setting stuff, we've also been like working that out. Mm-hmm. So like. Asterion Corporation is definitely a company that's like been around for a while in Halcyon and they have been it got me thinking about the sort of how companies like this and how the act of space exploration work in superhero stories and I think this is like a company that like has had to get saved a bunch yes <laughs> by things yeah because like people go up into space and like i i sarah Jackson was very good when i told her about that time oh yeah like when J. jonah james's <laughs> son went to the moon and he put on this god ruby that turned him into a werewolf, a werewolf. yeah <laughs> like uh like yeah it seems Even like very when... like the uh luther core or whatever but specifically for any comic run that involves a menace from outer space mm-hmm yeah and like even when they are doing everything right and you know like there's nothing shady about their experiments or whatever space is just weird and they're bringing weird spaceships back with them sometimes on accident you know exactly yeah so like they've they've got the exemplars on speed dial over here Mm -hmm. (laughs) um uh but at the same time you know they're obviously making like leaps and bounds with this sort of thing because this is also a setting where you can just have like weird teleporters or spaceships or that sort of thing developed in the private sector and it actually works mm-hmm. this time um yeah so you uh so you go in i assume like the r&d building is like is it its own building or is there like a lot of like separate levels it's a lot of separate levels i think gotcha. r&d has like a has like an entire level of this like we said it's like a stair like a stair shaped style building uh i think they have like a whole level of of the staircase to themselves yeah so like you walk in and like you know the museum part is very much like on display here they've got like the old like rockets and stuff Mm -hmm. we don't need to go through all the details like probably a lot of these a lot of this background stuff we've been giving is probably something that is coming up like in chatter between you two Like, maybe you're, ca- like, like, like you know, just catching Pippa up on, like, hey, by the way, here's all the shit that Asterion has been up to, like, since, you know, you uploaded your brain. Right. <laughs> Pip- Pippa's just like, yeah, I know this is a different building and all, but I was still kind of coming in see- expecting to see the one that I went to in high school, so it's, like, it's weird that's not yeah. that one because that was very that was very recently from my perspective mm-hmm. but clearly this this building has uh been around for a bit if 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 you were going there in like the like the early 60s or that sort of thing 
Well, I think I think because we've established right that obviously like oh Panther Faust like did some work for Styrian early right before mm-hmm. his right. building thing. I think oh, Pippa true. is absolutely the kind of person who would have gotten poached like immediately out of high school. Yeah, like true. one of, yeah. like very literally like a future so bright gotta wear shades kind of thing. <laughs> where it's like he has I get you. He has the job lined up after graduation. Of some I kind. Yeah. I don't know how long he ends up working there before he becomes a supervillain, but, like, he's, right. he's definitely, like, on the radar mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I was just going to say, when you were there, there was probably a lot of, like, oh, yeah, someday man shall build casinos on the moon sort of thing. <laughs> and you know what? Despite all the developments, I haven't done that one thing yet for some reason. And then... Um, yeah, and then there's like a editor's note, like yellow text, like see the misadventures in Moon Casino run from yeah. 2016. <laughs> so anyway, so you get in, and you know, obviously Ju- Juno's probably got some kind of like card or whatever, and like okay, yeah, there's here's like the plus one, like the <laughs> the receptionist has probably been briefed on, like yeah, there's the super powered girl who like used to live here, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so you are you're you're quickly ushered over to the uh R and D side of things, which I'm imagining everything is like less like, you know, display focused, but also still very sleek, still very aesthetically minded. Mm-hmm. And I think you are probably greeted there by your father figure, whose name I have shockingly not written down. Adrian. Adrian Zenobia. Adrian. Adrian Zenobia. Mm-hmm. I knew it was an A. Uh, yeah, Adrian Zenobia, who I don't think we have... He's never actually been on camera, I just realized. He, he's been on air. He's been in on a phone call before yes. with Juno. Yeah. Yeah. But what does he look like? I've I've seen your drawings of him, but for the audience. Uh, we've, I've joked. It's not really a joke. It's just kind of a fact that happened. He's kind of a, like a Gendo Ikari type. Um, like, very stern-faced. He's got a beard. Uh... Kind of wears his hair like like slick to the side, uh, little round mm-hmm. glasses that glare ominously in the right shots. If you if you adjust them, they do the they do the the anime glare. Um, he has like a uh, like a tweed suit underneath a lab coat most of the time. Like like big quintessential sciencey looking kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, next to him is, I. we talked about in the previous episode that the person you actually chatted with previously wasn't him, but a more, like, junior member of, like, the Juno research team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who I'm, I'm just going to, ca- I'm just going to call him Sherman. Sure. Um, I don't know if it matters whether that's his first or last name. Um, it's definitely what everyone calls him, and very few people, like, bother to put a doctor in front of that. Because he's like, he's sort of at like the bottom of the the pecking order right. around here. Um, I'm picturing kind of a vague archetype of a just sort of vaguely sciencey guy, which is like a youngish guy who's sort of got like messy blonde hair and glasses. I'm honestly for for some reason I don't know his name. I'm thinking about, like, a Simpsons tertiary character who, like, disappeared after season five, <laughs> but he was, like, a guy who worked at the power plant and, like, hung out with, like, Homer and Lenny and all those guys, right. but he just, like, stopped showing up after a certain point. Um, 
I don't know why, but for some reason, young scientists with messy blonde hairs made me start immediately envisioning this person as Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Just like, yeah. Give wow, him some glasses, Juno, whatever. I haven't seen we you can... in so long. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing the voice, <laughs> goddamn you. I'm not your fucking clown. <laughs> it's okay, I'll do the voice for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so why was was Levi like the teacher and we as soon as they left we just okay okay God, okay so I I think I think Adrian just sort of like says there and it, it's Sherman who uh shows up who like you know actually walks forward like hey Jean Juno I'm I'm glad you were able to come back for this so early and this must be the pink panzer. Um, and it extends a hand. Yeah, this is this is Pippa, my friend and teammate. Um, and she kind of like steps aside and, and sort of shuffles awkwardly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Literally has never brought a friend home in her entire life for extremely obvious <laughs> reasons. Uh, Pippa uh, cordially uh, reciprocates the handshake. Uh, you got really nice joints. That is a smooth shake. Thanks, I made it myself. Excellent. Well, honestly, if we weren't already doing tests on Juno today, I would be excited to see how some of this works, if that's not incredibly weird. Sure, we, it's only mildly weird. Can we not okay. offer to make uh, to do weird experiments on, like, the first friends I've ever had? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Just... Oh, oh, Juno, uh, G- G- it's fine. This is this this is the fiat of the the scientist trade is uh, making uh, kind of uncomfortable uh, allusions to doing uh, live experiments on everyone that you meet. Hey, yeah, he gets it. Uh, well, yeah, I'm glad exactly. somebody does. <laughs> and then <laughs> while while this like tomfoolery is going on, um, like Adrian, like steps forward and like and i don't let's see and i think it he gives you like one of those looks where you're like shit have i done something to piss him off recently is he mad for some reason i can't think of any (laughs) um and he's not gonna give you the satisfaction of answering that he's just going to like sort of like gesture like down hallway with his cane and saying, we're going to be using test chamber two today, if you will follow me. Good old test chamber and two. So- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you have fun with that, Juno. I'm going to go buy some astronaut ice cream. Ooh, yeah. Oh, okay. we go get the, uh, don't get the strawberry. It tastes awful. It mostly just kind of tastes like rubber. The chocolate's pretty good, though. Okay, I'll be sure to get you some too. Oh, thank you. Though I imagine you have more than plenty of access to it. Anyway, uh, have fun, <laughs> I guess. I just had the most vivid image of what Judo's childhood was like, <laughs> which was a lot shitload of novelty astronaut ice cream. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the extremely sad. The the uh, I grew up in an astronaut museum, but delivered with the tone of someone who has trauma. <laughs> okay, I grew so up in an astronaut this... museum. Not derogatory. 
<laughs> we've, got, we've got this we have this orphan with like this weird medical condition who has like never interacted with someone her own age and we are going to compensate her for this <laughs> all the ice cream she could ever want Gina, all of the dry ice cream G- she could G- ever yeah. eat with her hands Juno's just like oh yeah I love MREs <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh god! Pro- not they're, to get too sidetracked. They're they're really convenient but... <laughs> when you can't make dinner for yourself. Oh, yep. Just had water. Uh, okay. Okay. So. <laughs> so yeah, sucks. let's let. Yeah, it sucks. Let's start by okay. Um, you are like going down a hallway, and you are sort of currently being like flanked by these two like scientist types. I think Adrian is the one who sort of opens it up with. So, going off of your reports, it sounds like you have found a means of channeling the star energy internally. That, uh, I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah, uh... I just kind of tried it on a whim and it worked. It's, um, it's a, uh, surprising no one, it's a little explosive, um, but it's effective, uh, extremely. And he, and he sort of, like, takes a look at your arms, and I forget, did, there there wasn't any, like, scarring or whatever. I think you described them as being this. singed. They were a little singed. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, the, like her knuckles okay. were a little singed. Okay. Well, actually, you used it, like, this morning, now that I think about it. So there's probably still signs of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it says, Certainly does not seem to be the healthiest use of your powers. And at which point, like, Ger- Sherman sort of, like, butts in with, But you're not literally vaporized, which is what would happen to any normal human if they did that. So, there's clearly more going on with the way your body has adapted to your powers than we originally thought. I feel like if I could get a handle on it, it wouldn't even burn me. I think this is just me not knowing how to correctly release it without causing any kind of damage to um like my physical self well i suppose that's what happens if you're conducting what amounts to nuclear experiments in fist fights well you know <laughs> it is very cool though and she kind of like nudges sherman like please back me up right now <laughs> i i think I think Sherman is like very ready to back up. It sounds incredibly cool. I, like, and Adrian does not, does not seem convinced by this, but it looks like he's maybe saving up the 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 like lecture for later. Maybe. Well, look, I so, can show you how cool it is. Yes, that is why we are using test chamber two. And so the sturdier um, one, she kind of makes a like a finger at, at Sherman, like that's the really the re- reinforcement. <laughs> it is. They've got some like they've got some like wild like space age alloys in there. 
some you know you, you got titanium and stuff you got stuff that was like you know designed to go on spaceships mm-hmm. um you get a shot of test chamber one that's just like a room with some diagnostic equipment and then test chamber <laughs> two is this giant metal cube <laughs> yeah i'm actually so i'm actually picturing like kind of like a big glass like cylinder with like it's like multiple like sort of stories tall and then there and there are like sort of railings on each side where people can like look in you know mm-hmm. like almost sort of if you take sort of the old concept of like the operating theater and then just like update the hell out of it you know right but it's also sturdy in that they've got like these they've got like these blast shields that can come down over the windows in like a split second mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing um and I'm thinking about um, in uh, there's like a bunch of stuff that can come off of the walls. I'm thinking about in XCOM the like the like 3D reboot mm-hmm. um, when you like interrogated an alien. They had these these sort of like big weird like these sort of like energy beams or something, right? Yeah, they had like these. They had, like, these big sort of weird discs that projected some kind of energy, and they were mounted on, like, mobile arms that sort of swiveled around from above, almost sort of like like the lamps they use at the dentists. Okay. So, like, there, there's stuff <clears throat> like that. It's not necessarily in play right now. I'm just evoking, speci- like, you know, yeah. to give you a general image of what this place is like. And so... um I think that, uh, you know, they lead you to, like, you know, the, yeah, like, sort of the entry point. I was going to say that there was maybe, like, a specific sort of, like, outfit you had to, like, wear for these sorts of tests. But it's possible that your suit might be that? You know? I'm not. Probably. Like, it is, sped is like a specially designed thing. Like, it's something that doesn't necessarily burn up when it's being, you know, used in combat. So, yeah. I I feel like that it gives a lot of extra character to the suit as well. That it's like, oh, by the way, the reason it looks like it was professionally designed is because this is corporate property (laughs) designed for me. (laughs) I think that, like, I think that, like, the basic design of your suit you've been wearing since you were, like, a kid... Mm -hmm. But, like, for your 18th or, like, maybe, for, like, your sweet 16, your present was that they let you, like, design a cool superhero costume pattern for it. Yes, absolutely. It was it was before it was, like, your standard kind of white uh, jumpsuit that has been now made to be, like, a cool superhero suit instead. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it was And it was partially just, like, maybe, maybe it was, like, almost a way of placating you at the time. Like, if you were getting bored of the tests yeah. and wanted to be, like, out there doing stuff, they're like, okay, we can let her... Yeah. <laughs> she'll she'll take her booster shot if we let her wear the Spider-Man costume. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sort of deal. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. I like how much of this episode has just been, like, talking about character and setting stuff. Yeah. I like... I love a good um, world-building episode. Are you kidding me? Okay, yeah, so uh, they lead you then in, and, like, inside the chamber, there's sort of, like, a second, like, sort of smaller pod mm-hmm. 
that you can step into and it is one even more like insulated than everything else and two it's got like all this tele- telemetry stuff lining its sides mm-hmm. so they're basically like you know like get into the pod and uh then we will talk to you like over the radio while we're like almost a room away from like the control center <laughs> yeah absolutely <They've... laughs> it is it's yeah. like a nuclear test yeah i get it yeah, exactly. So, you know, you step in, it's prob you know, it's probably pretty familiar to you, like, by now. Um and so, um let's see. I think it's uh Sherman who starts off this one with Okay, so we're getting all the usual sensors up and running. And first off, we wanna see if you can internally channel this energy while standing still do you think you could try that for us um yeah i can give it a shot okay so so this is not really a roll is the thing okay because it let's see it could it could be an unleash your powers let, let me look at something actually the oh i don't have i don't have the sheets on when you unleash your powers to overcome an obstacle reshape your environment or extend your senses yeah which doesn't necessarily sound like what you're they're just trying to like get stuff up and running but also um don't you as a nova have a thing to like burn or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah you know what actually um i think this seems like a good this seems like a good excuse. Like, I think the the role here is charging up your powers. Yeah, that actually is good. Uh, so yeah. let's do okay. it's... So rolling the burn is 2d6 plus your number of conditions, and I only have the one right now. So the last okay. time I... This, the first time I ever did this on this show, it went disastrously. So I'm very afraid <laughs> about this. Oh, a nine. Okay, that's not bad. Well, it's, it's okay, because okay, yeah. chamber two. So. Uh, gotcha. Okay, so on a seven to nine, you do mark a condition. Sure. So, uh, what is your current mark? What's the one condition you got marked? Uh, insecure right now. Okay. So... Interestingly, that is the one that I would have gone yeah, for. Yeah, same here. So, um, what do you think is most appropriate? I'm... Let's see. I think that angry could be interesting, because this is a power you have only ever used while fighting mm-hmm. so is it possible that this is like causing your adrenaline to like get worked up while you're doing this and it kind of puts you on edge even though like you were probably a little you were probably a little bit on edge to start with mm-hmm. because this is like a weird obligation or something so like could it be angry or if it's like boosting things you know that you're like doing some kind of duplicitous stuff with pippa so this could also potentially like boost guilty or afraid how do you feel about that um i am also leaning toward angry uh kind of like right now like a low level annoyance this just mm. kind of coming from like you said like an adrenaline rush it's, it's kind of like almost um Kind of like almost when you're like overstimulated when you when you have too many things going on around you. Uh, I heard too many noises and now I'm a bitch, as the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, I'm feeling that one constantly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like that, I think, where uh, it's such it's like a big surge of of energy and uh, just because of a confluence of things today, she just uh, kind of makes her irritated i think 
Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that that is cool. And you get like the usual <laughs> effect you have where like you know your your hair like starts to like float and glow a little more aggressively. I think was the thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and because that's what we're talking about in fiction, I think that also like since hmm, we, yeah. So you're previously when you use this like aggressively like your arms actually glowed right yep. before you did the punch and all that are they doing that now is it more like diffused how is it the same or different um i think it's different because it's like a manner of like channeling it down to like the extremity at the moment of contact okay cool yeah so if you're just kind of doing it in general mm-hmm. Like it's more of like a full body glow, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a baseline hum almost. It, I, I sort of like the idea of, and maybe not this intense, but I'm thinking about like how it looks when you like put your hand up to a flashlight. Oh yeah, yeah. A little like translucent in places, mm-hmm. maybe. So yeah. Meanwhile, up in there, um, up in the control room, there's. I was going to say, oh, you can't see this, but this is a comic book. There's obviously a panel of them, like, looking over things. There's, like, there's like a display of your body, and it's showing, like, how energy is distributed. And they're sort of, like, jotting things down. Because, like, okay, fascinating. It seems like it's... It seems like it's following lines and some kind of structure here, but it doesn't directly correlate to your anatomy. It's not going with your veins, your nervous system, your skeletal system. It's just some sort of lattice superimposed over that okay now see how long you can hold that and i think because you're angry like you probably (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some fluctuations yeah there's a there's an annoyed little okay uh are you going to give me something to hit yeah soon enough we just want to see how long this is stable this isn't something we have recorded all before if you could just Maintain it as steadily as possible without a violent outburst. I'm sure that we could get something that could help you avoid hurting yourself. I want you to know that as Adrian is saying this, Judo is like rolling her eyes and like going, mm, 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 <laughs> like inside the thumb. <laughs> it's like a speech. Exactly. I'll, and I'll I feel like this is just a- like thought bubble. I'll show you a violent outburst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, I think this is a good time to jump over to Pippa. Um, Pippa? Yeah, so Pippa, so you, so what you, what you said was that you were just going to, like, go over to, like, the gift shop or something like that. Yeah, that's what Pippa um, said. Yeah. <laughs> so what is Pippa going to do? I am, so, and you can veto me if any part of this uh, sounds incorrect, but I'm imagining the next shot with Pippa is uh, Pippa opening a door to test chamber one with Juno's ID. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Uh, that, uh, that is... <laughs> if this was Blades in the Dark, I would have you maybe pay Ace Tress for a flashback. Well, here's but the because... thing, is that that wasn't part of my plan originally, but you left me all the clues, Mr. Policeman. <laughs> you said that Juno got in the door with her ID, so now it's part of my plan. <laughs> yeah, no, I can tell... Yeah, no, I really like the idea of, um, yeah, like, as you're doing this, there's, like, a thought bubble that's, like, it's a good thing Juno secretly passed me her ID, or else I wouldn't be able to get anywhere around here. 
or else they'd have to do this the hard way. And then there's like another editorial mention of like a different comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to, uh, so I'm not going to like make you roll to have like gotten that far already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because you are sort of in hostile territory right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, you know what? I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't just like put this stuff in front of you. I should ask you: How are you going about this? Uh, as, so- as you are, you know, just scanning that key card. What's what's your general approach? So Pippa's like broad strokes plan is uh, to, and, and appropriately, this is why Pippa went for the test chamber, is to find a computer that has sufficient access and/or permissions that he can then. Uh, like, you know, dig up files on uh, his uh, two to three areas of concern being uh, Panther Faust A, um, I believe Tech Rat B, or their involvement with that, and C being actually what Asterian, like, what research info they have on Juno as is. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so, yeah, you do have the card to the test chamber um and yeah as as we said sort of at the start the main like you're not seeing any scientists around because they're probably all like up on the observation places to see like oh juno is back and she's got a weird new power we're trying to figure out Mm -hmm. that's the plan Um, yeah so yeah you 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 like beeping and a door like sort of zip zooms open and it's established test chamber one is like much more mundane it's not for you know shielded things i think that when juno was in there it was more like just testing how she's functioning as a human you know as i say i kind of imagine it looks just sort of like a regular doctor's office almost yeah like there's like a bed yeah. seat thing and like some computers and a desk with a bunch of stuff they probably don't have yeah. any of the tacky like posters explaining like this is how your teeth work. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. I think um, I think you might see some like approaching from the door you are. There might be some like sort of posters up with like these big sort of like those like work safety posters that use like sort of the stylized like symbols and all that things for various hazards. Uh-huh. But it's but it's like hey, here's how to approach dealing with the nuclear girl. Um, try not to uh, piss her off (laughs) exactly like it's not that informal but it's like like if 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 this if like this counter starts like going off please immediately vacate the testing area and activate the blast shields or something like that please obviously please understand per your employee handbook if you make any cracks about her dead parents you will be terminated immediately (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um yeah, you just, uh, yeah, you just sort of, like, well, okay. Yeah, you, hmm. I think, I think it would be, I'm just, sorry. I've been trying to think about how to approach, like, the security angle. And I think I've decided that it wouldn't be in the spirits of Mask for me to do, like, a D&D style, oh, you didn't, you didn't do a check for traps thing so we have no way of like knowing that there could be traps i'm going to say that um as like as the door opens you definitely do notice that there is like at least one camera up in the 
like up in a corner because this is obviously a place where they were like recording stuff. You don't know if it's necessarily on right now, but it is up there. Uh, would it be angled in such a way that it would have immediately seen Pippa walk in? I, if I'm it was on? To, I'm going to say no because that's not as interesting. Okay. I was keeping that in mind. Um, yeah, with just this camera here, no other information um, or no other apparent security measures. Let me think. Oh, well, what Pippa's going to do first, actually, is uh, something that I think is kind of in line with where he is and in line with his MO, which is Pippa's going to assess the situation. Okay, Pippa's, yeah, Pippa's going to try and like, yeah. scan this room real quick and figure out, like, what's going to be the best approach to getting in, getting what he wants, and getting out without like, yeah. there being a whole bunch of fallout from it. And, and quick question, when you say scan the room... <laughs> I mean, mean... Uh, I mean, very literally with my eyes, and then okay, like okay. maybe software later. But we have gotcha. to start with just giving it a once yeah, over. Yeah. Uh, so I this is a superior yeah. role. My superior is still not great, but oh, that's, no. that we we can live <laughs> with that. I mean, it's fine. It's a plus one. It's just not great. That's not the correct. Yeah, and I'll get used to it eventually. Oh no! Ooh. Oh no! Oh, hard <laughs> failure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there, there is no specific um, like failure penalty here, so I think it's just the standard uh, GM makes a move according to what you can do with failures. If I recall yeah. how Powered by the Apocalypse stuff works correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. You also get to take so... an experience point, Saturn. That's true. Oh, oh yes, actually, yes, that means that. Haha. Uh, Pippa has earned uh, his second advancement. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Well, you can you can sp- you can invest that any time. Not gonna put you on the spot, but also yeah. if you wanted to say, "Hold up a second, I need to level up." <laughs> um, um, I I don't have any I don't have anything that would be immediately relevant in this moment. I had some ideas about what I was gonna do next, but I have to confirm. I have to like, okay. think about it a little bit, just a little bit. All right. Um. Okay, I think. I think I am going to honor like a time-honored tradition of Powered by the Apocalypse Master to the Ceremony is that I'm kind of going to let you pick your poison, as it were, uh-huh. which is kind of my entire job, really, as a Master of <laughs> Ceremonies. Um, right. But uh, you can still you can still ask a question. Okay. Um, well, so let me double check what my questions are. Um so we have what here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the what here is in the greatest danger? What here is most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? Yes. Um, we already kind of know like what threat. Well, we know a threat that's here at least, which is there's security camera that may or may not be on. Um, I guess the the question I think I want to ask here because I'm interested in what the response to this could be, is who here is most vulnerable to me? Which is, I guess, like, in the way I'm thinking of this is, like, just in this moment, like, and with Pippa kind of still knowing what their approach is, like, what angle, like, which person, whether it's someone they came to research or not, are they going to ostensibly be able to, like, actually get the most information on? Okay. Hmm. 
I don't I don't know if it works for the scene or not. It's my only I, thing. But like I none of the other ones are particularly speaking to me at all, really. Yeah. Um okay, so I'm because you failed, I'm going to give you an answer to that, but with kind of a twist. Uh-huh. Um which is uh as you are as you are like stepping or rolling into this room you hear a sound behind you and the person who is most vulnerable to you right now in a very objective sense is the scientist with a donut in her mouth who just paused while passing by the door and is now staring at the robot who has entered the test chamber oh boy um what's pippa's approach here she is like a like a middle-aged like I, I i don't have like a particularly cool character in mind so like a a stock female scientist if you if you're in a strategy game and the like recruit more scientists <laughs> she's one of the ones that like pops up when you spend 5 gold or whatever i don't know <laughs> great like a minor character actor from a tv show mm-hmm. if this mm-hmm. were a movie yeah. You'd be like, oh, I recognize her. She's the aunt of one of the main characters of this TV show. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, Pippa's in a position now. Yeah. You're in a position where <laughs> this this person could very easily tattle on you, and because she's just, like, you know, an isolated scientist, if you wanted to prevent her from doing that, you could, but also... That seems like how- maybe a bad idea. Yeah, it wouldn't be the most super heroic of you. I think, straight up, I think Pippa's move here is to maybe not act like anything is wrong. <laughs> act like you Pippa's belong. Just going to, yeah, Pippa's just going to act like he belongs here, and Pippa's going to uh, pick up a clipboard. Like, uh, yeah. If only Pippa's you were wearing wave a high-vis and- hello, vest. <laughs> Pippa's just going to straight up wave and say hi. She like stops and like takes the donut out of her mouth, finishes chewing the part that she had like reflexively <laughs> bit off, like all through that, and like points it at you and <laughs> it says Who are you? Pippa responds, I am Project L9 Model 9. Yes! Are you are are you from some kind of department? Uh, Are you from, wait. Are you from the robotics department? Yes. Have they got (laughs) Okay, so there's no lie role here. I am noticing as I am looking things up. Um, <laughs> Pippa's just going with it. It's fine. So yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> I guess the liar roll can be how well on the fly Saturn is capable of lying. <laughs> Which, spoiler alert, usually not very well. <laughs> I think that, like, I'm looking over these things, and I think that if things were more heated, it could I could potentially like 
apply a lying thing as like provoking or even directly engaging a threat. Um, but I, I don't think the stakes are quite that high right now, but you haven't necessarily like, I think, okay, what has happened is that she buys it, but she is interested in this enough that she is willing to pass up for right now on seeing the like nuclear teen that she has seen things of for a majority of that teen's life. So I think she's going to like, just sort of like, like sort of step in and like give you like sort of a quizzical look over. Um, and sort of like, huh. And what's up with the cat thing? Is that, was that Miriam's idea? Did she think it would be more marketable? It was a, uh, I believe they called it a funny joke. <laughs> okay. Man, I do... So this company has changed in some ways. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> I, I guess... I, I guess I'm still not certain why you're in here, though, because I... Do we have something related to the box department? We haven't actually used this test chamber in a while since Juno moved out. No, uh, actually... This is related to the test that is scheduled over in test chamber two. I was requested to retrieve some data from test chamber one to bring to test chamber two. Uh. Though I find that I'm not equipped appropriately to access the machines in here. Uh, okay, so you're try you're trying to okay. You're trying to get her to help you out. Yeah. Okay. Let's spin this a um, little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh boy. Um I I don't know if this is necessarily Hmm. I'm trying to figure out. There there's a couple things I could do. One of them is a roll, one of them isn't. Um, one of them is I can roll. I, I think you can make the argument that I'm trying to provoke someone. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also... Um, hmm. I think, here's the thing, that could that could come into play for now. Mm -hmm. For now, I think she is going to... For now, I think she's going to play along, yeah. I think the, 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 the threat being posed here is that you do not know... Like, when or if you'll be able to shake this person. Mm -hmm. And also, like, you can tell she is, like, like she's, like, surprised and interested in the robot cat boy that her company has apparently made without her realizing. And, like, I, I'm going to tell you, like, directly that she's not going to, like, just keep this to herself. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, in the so Pip, yeah, okay, Pip, yeah. Pippa is certain that he's all, that he is made. He's just trying to make the most out of it. <laughs> well, you know what? Sure, then I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna play along with this game. But I'm a fan of my players. Um, yeah, so she like walks over to the computer. Okay, yeah, so she just you know she types in like an access thing and what what files were you looking for? Uh, I was requested to bring a copy of the files on subject Juno Pereira all of them because we've got like like we we got a dictionary of those i believe i was requested to keep information relevant to the test that is happening and not uh extraneous personal information okay the all right 
And so she like does a little tap 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 tap, and you know you see various things that are oh a lot of them are just is just numbers, you know. Um, you see there are some like images of the screen in the show. She's like, okay, well, sure. I would have thought they would have. Pardon. Pippa, I would have thought they uh, would have. Pippa acting like this is completely natural and not at all him just taking the opportunity is just going to go ahead and like. Uh, jam a little thing, finger thumbstick into that computer and go ahead and try and copy those. <laughs> oh, good. I was worried I was going to have to print all this. Okay, so that's that would be why they sent. Okay, and <laughs> so yes, you do. You do. Yeah, you. you I'm get, not. You get I'm not yet configured to have remote access to the uh, archives, unfortunately. I see. Okay. Well, this should do it. And she, like, you know. She like seven zips up a fo- folder for you. I wonder. I wonder if like while you're hooked up, could you? You could you could maybe try and sneak in a little something extra while you are hooked up, but that would definitely be unleashing your powers. Yeah, uh, I think Pippa not knowing, uh, Pippa already having like basically secured. Uh, one thing that he is going for and now just sort of I think being like well this is either going to go well or go poorly is going to see if he can also pull up any information on himself okay cool um which I, now, Juno has uh, already done a little bit of but Pippa doesn't you know right. have P- Pippa Pippa I think if, if Pippa knows that, that that nugget is there and also again like Pippa I think having some awareness that he was at least planning to go work for Asterian at some point, and then obviously gotcha. kind of didn't shake out. Like, kind of yeah. wants to know what happened there. <laughs> I see. Okay, so I was just curious if you, yeah, what yourself you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think so. To do that, you would have to access the stuff, which is the main trick here. I think is accessing it without like popping up a window, right? Um, and, and while I think, she is doing this stuff, and I think as part of the release the powers thing here, uh, and like uh-huh. this kind of just being the computer plug-in, gonna go ahead and spend a gadget so I can roll that with a stat that I have <laughs> some okay. some you know work in of just like just running yeah. like like some DOS prompts or whatever in the background in like a minimized window or something. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. when you unleash yeah. powers, I've got an obstacle, blah, 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 uh, roll plus freak, except I'm doing this with plus superior. So it's going to be a okay. plus one again. So if this goes better, a nine. Okay. I'll okay. Take so, um, so let's see on a hit marking condition or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, uh, well, I would, uh, you can make unless that you have yeah. like a really good pitch for unstable or temporary. I feel like Pippa would definitely choose to mark condition here because this is a marking conditions kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I will say I do not have a pitch just yet. I would have to stew on it for just a second. There's a lot of potential, yep. but definitely taking a condition is the safest thing. So, what condition will uh, that do? You Pippa, do? Pippa's going to take afraid because Pippa is. Uh, oh yeah. This, despite how uh, bravado he's being, he is basically just a smart twenty-year-old in a robot's body who is committing mm-hmm. corporate espionage right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I also like the idea that like this is maybe communicated like on the on the page as like you plug that in and ma- this probably isn't like what is literally being seen, but like um I like the idea of seeing like photos of you and like 
like a, like a like blurry personnel file like appears on your like eye screen or something like that. Yeah, and there's like you can very what you can't make out a whole lot clearly even from the pictures. Like there's sort of some gaunt looking person with uh some breathing apparatus, but what you can see very clearly is like the sort of emblematic of ma- of military materiel kind of thing where like the front page is basically a big paragraph warning of the legal consequences of mis- <laughs> appropriating the information contained within yeah okay so yeah you do that you do you do that you do that crime yeah we do, uh, the we cyber do crime, crime. this and, isn't even yeah, the you... only illegal material acquisition that pippa has lined up in the foreseeable future <laughs> um P- pippa's thinking about the nuke that he has to somehow procure <laughs> and uh so like the so like the scientists like okay yep that should be everything and uh well i'll just i'll just walk you through. i was going down to the test anyway so we can walk and talk like so are you you're i would have to assume you're for deep space work which again makes the design a little i don't think i don't know if i get it that's not my department i am a chemist but my understanding is that the design is not going to be final my purpose is to serve as an auxiliary for uh, expeditions in which it would be reckless to send a live human astronaut, but that you would still want the abilities and flexibilities of a human astronaut instead of a conventional drone or rover. Okay, that 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 makes a lot of sense. You're walking with her, and you are you are approaching test chamber two, where everyone else is um are you going to like stick around for that what are you gonna do um yeah this is the part where pippa's realizing like uh oh <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm walking myself into a mild problem um yeah. I... now it's not like it's not like this area is like restricted if you had wanted to at the start you could have like oh i will come along and see the test however there are at least two people there who know you aren't Asterian property. Yeah. Um, I think Pippa plays dead. <laughs> which is to say, oh, no. uh, Pippa is talking, and then the voice modulation like slows in a way that is like represented on the screen is like or on the page is like the letters kind of becoming more spaced out, and Pippa just sort of falls face forward. <laughs> the alt. <laughs> The ultimate way of getting out of an awkward social situation. Of course. <laughs> if it sucks, I just hit the bricks. So, so she just like, she stops in her tracks and it's like, what the, oh no. And like, like rolls you over, like looks like, uh, is there, oh, I am not, I am not paid for, and she, I think is going to like, okay, if you could hear me, I don't need, oh God, I don't even, was this a person? I don't. And so she, she's like, I got, I gotta go get someone to. And so she, like, you see her, her like hurrying down, like the area toward the test chamber. So yes, and, and Pippa have, is promptly getting up and getting the hell out of there. Okay. So, meanwhile, in the test chamber. Okay, so there is like maybe like two panels where Juno is like in the test chamber and is like they're having you like 
sort of it makes it sound silly but like trying different poses to see like if the field is like more stable if you're like holding your arms up or to your side mm-hmm. or that sort of thing you know and see if like muscle flexes trigger anything and it is so far just kind of tedious and is like further justification for like the angry tag mm-hmm. and then like you hear like, because you were communicating with them, like, over the radio, you heard, like, like vaguely in the background from, like, the sort of crowd of scientists or thing. Hey, so, like, something's gone wrong with the... Oh, no. With the robot that got sent from robotics? Oh, I don't no. know anything about it, can anyone? And so, like, as you see, like, up in... Like, you're looking up and, like, through the glass of your little pod and then through the glass of the chamber, you can see, like, this commotion starting up, like, among the assembled scientists. I think it is time to cut over and see what Pate is doing. And, Pate, well, would you like us to start with where you are or who you are? Um... Let's let's go with uh let's go with where we are. Okay, yeah. So, um so like we we cut over like from this big, you know, fr- from this big like corporate science plaza to the headquarters of the Friendly Neighborhood Project, which is um a- as we established before is like the sort of um Big I think brothers, it's, big sisters, kind of deal. Yeah, whatever. yeah. It's not. It's not like literally like. It, it's not literally like a like a state thing, but it's probably state sponsored or something like that. Um, and by state, I mean city. Um, <laughs> I mean it's kind of a city state you're in right here. Now that <laughs> yeah. I think about it, and and by city we mean the uh, mayor's attempt to keep his image clean despite the obvious corruption, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it is. Um, it is not its own big building. It is like an office inside a larger building. I like I like the idea of it having sort of like a like a ground floor like door, but it is like and by door I mean like you know front, you know. Um but it is like in it's probably if not in Nitro then in at least a nearby place. This is this is not like a part of the like sort of central government area this is like a place where it is needed and so it is like a more sort of like dirty neighborhood Uh, you know not not bad dirty but it's like it's it's like birds of prey gotham as opposed to batman the animated series gotham you know yeah and it is like next it's like next to like a retail thing it's like actually it's (laughs) Sorry, I've got a bunch of different inspirations, like, bouncing around in my head right now. I thought I had an idea of where I wanted to do this, but now I've just got too much material. (laughs) Um, I think, you know how I mentioned, um, it's in the mall in the same way that sometimes the DMV's in the mall. Yes. That is, that that is its situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is, like, I think it's got, like, a nice logo of, like, two silhouettes holding hands but like one of them has a cape or something like that (laughs) um and uh and the inside of it is like it it looks like not entirely unlike 
a DMV. It's it's kind of like it, it's kind of like just a regular office space. There's like a sizable sort of reception area in the front, but then when you get into the back, it's just like a bunch of like barely even cubicles and stuff all set up and like a bunch of like, you know, little side offices where people are hustling around. The average person there is like just sort of like a normal person in a suit and tie, but like the nature of their work is pretty evident. I like I I think that like this isn't something that's explained. This is just like a background incidental character in like this panel, but like there's someone who's walking around who just like has a fly head. He is the fly from the old black and white movie, The Fly, but he's just doing office work right now. Sure. And um, and so we are, like, seeing that the, like, image is sort of, like, panning through. And then we reach our heroine. Yay, so, um, uh, currently she's, uh, she's dressed as a, uh, as any good intern would be in a, uh, in a suit like a, a nice a nice uh sort of charcoal gray to maybe gunmetal black suit. Where did you get a suit? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she and her uh her normal normal hair is now slicked back and her braid is tied up back uh in the back like a bun. And she's holding uh papers and a clipboard. What? And oh. And uh, she hands someone uh, hands someone a cup of coffee. Uh, thanks, Patty. Oh, no problem. What? <laughs> here's here's the big tragedy of this. I don't know how that act how the voice would be represented in text, <laughs> unless un- <laughs> unless Pate is normally talking in like. <laughs> oh, it's a different font. It's like yeah. <laughs> Like Does, so, this is a bit of a deep cut, but in but in Marvel, in the two uh, universes that they really play in, the Ultimate Universe and the Regular Universe, mm-hmm. there are two different fonts that the characters talk in. Oh, um, so we have now switched to the different, like the lowercase font. Oh shit! Oh, like can, that <laughs> like it's a courier new or something. Exactly. Like you can now see that, like she is speaking, speaking uh, in a more mundane fashion. Let's say, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. Do should we explain this or should we just keep rolling? Um. Well, we we threw a lot of ideas around. I don't, I'm I'm curious to see where you landed. So we can just keep rolling if you want to go <laughs> deeper in. Okay. Um, oh, shit. Okay. I had... <laughs> Saturn, um, the audience is completely lost. I am. I'm yeah, like sitting um, here just like, what's going on? <laughs> I can't believe I, think... so- I can't believe someone reverse bimbo-fied Pate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she found this crazy book on the ground. <laughs> no! Okay, I think, I think for the sake, I think for the sake of our sanity, and because yes. I can only keep Sylvia Balls the air, I think that maybe we get some, like, it, either, like, a flashback panel or, like, some big expository, like, text boxes. Um, so what has happened is that, uh, so you already knew if you watched, read, if you listened to the last episode, that Pate has been doing some, like, training 
with the immortal about like old school or well new school old school superheroism is and once she developing yes? a, a working functional identity as a regular person <laughs> pate has a secret identity now yes. oh my god what have you done to my girl <laughs> Girl's like, you know what? I I got some good advice from my mentor, and uh, I really need to do up this whole Clark Kent thing. (laughs) I I really need a Clark Kent thing to wrap my shtick together. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and so yeah, so you have you have obtained an internship at like the one place where you know people have jobs. (laughs) The friendly neighborhood uh, project, which. I think I think I failed to explain earlier because I got caught up in describing it. But it is it like it's like the organization that helped you guys assemble a team in the first place. It is a community outreach program that it has to do with like the connections between superheroes and their communities. We are ostensibly still living under their auspices. Exactly, and um, under the guidance of. Of your caseworker, Scarlet Macaw, who is right now walking up to Patty. Uh, if you do not remember him, Scarlet Macaw is a like middle-aged Latino man who, like, is also dressed like for office work. He has got like this sort of like salmon pink button-up, uh, like you know, button-up work shirt, um, and some like you know, nice slacks or something. But he also wears this luchador mask everywhere because he's he is doing this as a superhero more or less scarlet walks up to you and uh says hey there uh patty right that's right i'm patty oh my god it's nice to, nice to finally uh, put a, a face to the voice oh my god. he sort of like pauses at that i was like yeah yeah um and you've been uh, settling in all right here. I know that there's, I know the whole onboarding process can be a little confusing. So if you have any questions or anything like that, just let me know. Oh, you betcha, boss. I'm ready to. I'm ready to to do whatever you need me to 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 help out with the cause. And he he sort of like pauses again, and like it's obviously hard to judge his expression because he is wearing a mask mm-hmm. but i but i feel like you can tell he is sort of like eyeing you up and like you are at the very least wondering like shit does he suspect does he know <laughs> and he's not saying anything um Um, yeah, I, actually, I, how about yeah. this? Let's put my, my terrible, uh, roles to the test here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's try to pierce the mask on him. Yeah, you're trying to figure out if, if he knows. Yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm envisioning him, like, doing the, uh, Michael Bluth from Arrested Development thing, whenever he's confronted with, like, a confusing turn of circumstances where he just, like, kind of does, like, a half squint, half out <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, you can really so, only see the squint, but yeah. So yeah, you so are basically am, trying to yeah. I am rolling with a minus three here, so oh. oh. Okay, hey, so why let's you volunteer see. for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and 
And to make I'm sure, like, like the fiction of this is clear, it's you trying to figure out, like, if, if he knows and all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's just by, you know, just just trying to read him. We don't, you don't need to, like, give a lot of, like, in-depth description of what you're doing there. That's a four. Okay. Almost got him. Boy, that, a six and a one, really alpha and omega there, huh? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm so... Sorry, though now that it's I okay. think about it, it, it was literally impossible for you to get a 10. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, okay. Um, you can mark experience. Yes, yes, for one thing, mark experience. This is definitely right a new experience. Um, well, I think... <laughs> oh man, this is this is a little messy, but I'm glad we're doing it. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah, because like, okay, like off, off off the record, the obvious, like the obvious, the first thing I thought was like, oh, a failure means he finds out. But this wasn't roll to trick him; it was roll to find out if he knows or not. Exactly. So. Some part of me is envisioning, like, and this is not a suggestion so much, but I'm envisioning just like the, like, Pate thought bubble, like, oh god, he knows, he knows, he knows, and then just the Scarlet McCall thought bubble of like, man, did I already, did I leave the oven on at home? <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, I'm just going, to, I'm just going to double check the the GM moves real quick. And, okay, so, um, like, Isaizu up, and, like, the big impression you get is that, like, uh-oh, he is, like, like, you are getting, like, heavy, like, sort of, like, furrowed brows off of this guy. You can tell, like, you have, you've disappointed this man before, is the thing. <laughs> you, you know what it's like, and so you're like, oh, no, he's found me out, and then he straightens back. Like he like straightens up and he says, "Well, don't take this personally, but I know a lot of people have who have joined us because they thought it would be cool to work with superheroes, and then found out that a lot of it is just busy work and n has nothing at all to do with punching out dinosaurs or whatever. So I don't well, want heavens. you to take that. Sounds dangerous. I don't think I would be interested in anything like that." Well then, I'm going to give you something that is entirely removed from that. He pulls out the, like, he, he doesn't actually, he, like, he was carrying something, and you get the impression that, like, this was something that he was going to have to take care of. We've managed to wrangle up some funding from the city council to coordinate more directly with one of the smaller reconstruction companies here uh max civic engineering but there's been some kind of mix-up with the invoice or something like that and mac himself is saying that he hasn't got the money and so we need someone to sort that out directly okay uh do, should i be reporting to someone or I or you mean you... me? Yeah, I mean. Oh, I mean. L listen, this is just this is just a bunch of paperwork. 
And if this is the sort of thing, I'm not trying to be mean, but I try to throw this at some of the new people so that they learn right away that a lot of this is just paperwork. So I need you to take these invoices and look at the reports, look at the stuff we have gotten in, and the see if you can round up some stuff from our accountant, and just try and make the numbers make sense. Like, call up Mac if you need to. His number should be on that sheet. Pate, meanwhile, is trying not to... Uh... Trying not to completely dissociate as he says things like invoice mm-hmm. and figures. Yes, yeah. This is I did. I didn't even intend it this way, but this is outside as outside of your wheelhouse as possible. Yes, yeah. So I think as he's like, it's like, thanks. Yeah, just, just like let me know when you. You don't have to worry about like directly filing anything. Just let me know when you get something, and then I I can take care of that part. I just. I needed someone to help out with the workload so I can deal with this other thing because some people who had, who were going to be my responsibility just trashed up a park with a giant chicken house. So I need oh, to go deal with that. You don't say. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't think that's going to get a comic book adaptation anytime soon. And he just uh, walks off leaving you with this bundle of papers and a bunch of numbers you may not understand at all not at all even a little and i think that is i think that's a fun place to end that episode we yeah, join it's us definitely <laughs> holding holding like the last panel is her holding these papers in such a way that it looks like it's the heaviest thing in the world <laughs> God. Yes, that's a fucking imagery there. So I, I join am, us. I also imagining yep. at some point earlier when it's the uh, the bit where it's like invoices and so on and so forth. We just get like one panel from like before of just the of the immortal going like, say you have two years of experience, no one will be able to tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, join us next time for. Uh, to follow up on uh, Juno and Pippa's big caper, on the horrors of office work with Pate, and one will assume the fantastical voyage of knowledge that Luke is currently on in his local library. <laughs> so, uh, until then, stay big, gay, and nerdy. Superheroics! Join us next time for Reading Rainbow with Photon Boy. <laughs> Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Neon Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime.
If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the lauded gay nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerdscast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.